back to Pouring Cider on Cock. Let's go. I'm Cabba and I'm here again <laughs> with Ash. As always, how are you today, Ash? Pretty good, mate. How are you? Yeah, real good. Well, pretty good anyway. I don't know. It's probably the first podcast I've ever done without a shirt on, which is surprising after 100 episodes, but I can't remember ever looking at myself in Skype uh, view with my fucking wobbly, ratty body. That thing you call a body. Are you serious? You've done several shows with no shirt on. Really? Well, maybe yeah, when we get to episode 200, it. you can get the stats for that. Yeah, I will do that. I thought maybe that's what Bernard was referring to in episode 100. Ah, uh, yeah, I think Something you're right. about us talking about you being shirtless. But I've definitely mm. seen that thingy call a nip <laughs> staring back at me on Skype. Oh, the mother oh, okay. of God is a pig. Hey? <laughs> Are you warm or just extremely horny? Um, mostly the latter. Uh, on the iced coffee again for the second podcast in a row. No, no. How about I'm you? On... You cracking the froths? Water. Waters. Yeah. You are the biggest nerd I've ever met. I know. Shocking. Although, I mean, I did have a beer last night. Did you? What flavor? Uh, Young Henry's. Oh, yeah. Mm. That sounds pretty good. Should we not bore the listeners with our details and our health kick this episode, or is there anything to report? Oh, well, there is. Um, it's me not being on one since the last episode. <laughs> Just getting absolutely ratty, eating utter shit, not going to the gym at all. Mm. Um, yeah, but it's getting high time to start practicing again, eh? For some stuff coming up. I'm, I'm feeling the urge. I need to really hit the practice pads and stuff. So that might inspire the other side of my life to pick up too. So you haven't busted the drums at all since tour? No, uh, not, in this, a, uh, not a convenient place to eh, do it. That's the eh, only downside eh, about, <laughs> about this yeah. new place is that, yeah, it's yeah. pretty hard and also difficult. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah got to set up a little spot in here. And it's mostly just I live above a, um, what's it called, another person. Mm-hmm. So the old classic thing of slapping a drum pad even a very silent drum pad will thump through to the floor below so i need would to get it be some... more more beneficial at this point to actually get jam rooms more often or is yeah, that still not yeah. appealing yeah for me so my plan is henhouse rehearsal studios osmond park offers a drum rehearsal which is a reduced rate for drummers to go in so i'm probably gonna i'm hoping to do that let's pretend on a sunday and then leave my kit there so my gear's already set up for a Monday jam with Claim the Throne, if that's possible, maybe, you know, cool. something like that. Yeah, that sounds or, like a plan. Yeah, throw a dart on any day of the week and yeah, I'll sort it out. At the next show that we've possibly mistakenly booked in Perth, but regardless, mm. our next um, local gig, we're throwing around the idea of doing um, the whole album through new album which regardless of whether people want to hear that or not that's what we'll be probably doing yeah um doable but i think so whatever i don't know yeah for fun for the lols uh but we won't well it's partially to raise a bit of coin so that we can go on our recently now announced european tour (laughs) um and yeah in order to raise as much money as possible we can't fly a bass player over from sydney yeah, so true. that would involve doing backing tracks, which is more work for you. 
whether you're supposed to be practicing drums instead of wasting your time doing backing track bass? No, no. Look, it's easy if we're doing the whole album because I recorded it. I've got all the tracks. We play along to click tracks anyway, so it would just be a matter of syncing or exporting a bunch of clicks with a bass track and then having Mm -hmm. a di one going for the backing track and one just splitting off to me for my clicks so yeah no different as long as we don't Mm. stuff up any part of the song and in which case i'll just press stop and we'll continue as a band and Mm. there'll be no bass for that bit of the song you know how uh you did some the keyboard backing tracks for the last tour for a few shows yeah there were some certain parts uh, like Mantra, for example, where you had that um, acoustic section in oh, the backing yeah. track, mm-hmm. which just sounded uh, significantly better than just my shitty clean guitar doing it. Yep. Um, could you do that for a few different songs, do you reckon? Like even possibly um, the start of the album, like that first couple of bars before we kick in or the outro or like the start of um, the Dorshans song, stuff like that. Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess we could. I mean, that actually is a little bit of work involved in mm. doing that. And also there's the the other side of it where look, if the the sound guy is treating the bass backing track as a bass guitar, regardless that it's going in mic level rather than all the technical bullshit aside, uh if he's treating that track and EQing it for the room as a bass track, then if suddenly some elements out of nowhere come in and it's like For sure. um, some acoustics or some ambience or something like that, I don't, I think it we'd have stand to... stand out like dog balls, as they say. Yeah, or it might just sound actually shit because he's, yeah. let's say, compressed the piss out of the bass or whatever. So we could, yep. if we were to do that, that would cause an issue because mm. I'd want to run that on a separate track again. And then we get into that territory of being a band that, look... The keyboard side of things was we were down a person for those five shows. The bass player thing is we're down a bass player for one show. So I'd I'd prefer to just stay organic. Oh, and by the way, sorry, the keyboard the keyboard tracks that we did were very dynamic and sort of it was all keys and then suddenly a bit of acoustic. So it was kind of like more in the ballpark. Whereas yep, with the bass, it's like totally different. So that's why. Mm. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, cool. And, and you know what? I'm even happy. I'd rather not, but I'm even happy to just play without bass. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was cares, also you know? considering that idea. Yeah. Um, it but might this... look moderately lame either way of not having a bass player on stage. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. And um, you know, like, man, it's so funny for me to hear you going like, wow, we can, we can actually do that. You know, we've only got a month before a gig. Do you think you'll possibly have enough time to do it? It's hilarious <laughs> to me because, like, there are so many bands in Perth, and indeed that's a influence of the rest of the music world, who just run backing tracks as a status quo. Like, I remember yeah. when I remember when it was weird to ask for a DI for a drum trigger. Mm. And then I remember when it was weird for someone to say, oh, here's a DI for your trigger, and do you have any samples? And then it got, now it's at a point where, man, I've heard of, you know, two guitar parts on an album, only one guitarist in the band. So that band will split off a DI from a laptop 
and reamp it live on stage, like just the craziest stuff. And yeah, it's hilarious to just, you're just completely oblivious to this because we've never, ever really ventured down any of those roads. Yep. Yeah, we haven't. Uh, yeah, after many years, it's never really been an option to be considered, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden, it's become out of necessity, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's probably where, to a large part, it came from. Like we have done things. I remember at the probably a bunch of gigs actually, but definitely at the Triumph and Beyond launch, we had intros. Actually, we've had had intros heaps, but we actually pulled an intro from that album for the launch, where it would come in and then I'd count it, and then the that intro track would would just cease, and then we just play the whole set as a band. Yep. Um. Yeah, so it's not like, I mean, it's not like we've ever been opposed to that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, like you say, we've never really needed to do it because we do have a five-piece band. We have mm. a keyboard player. We have multiple backing vocalists um, in the band. So we can kind of pull off everything on the record and do it live. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, and that particular gig that is also not announced will probably be relatively interesting trying to do a different sort of lineup because just getting sick of having the same old like four band metal things um and yeah i don't know the the turnout seems to be hit and miss these days um which could be related to us being really shit or it could be um yeah i don't know just worth trying something different out i think so we'll have one or two Doom bands, possibly a punk band, um, possibly a cover band of some sort, mm. and a few things. So, uh, and yeah, so six bands start a bit earlier. We do like an hour set to play an album in full. I don't know, just sort of changes things up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, good I think. Shit. Yeah, no, definitely a good thing. Uh, good for me, man. As someone who wants to go to a gig and see something different, I'm pretty happy. Um, but yeah, I think that's actually highlights probably what's been going on with our lineups over the last few years is that with the exception of you and Dicey, the rest of us kind of aren't going out to that much in the way of gigs these days unless it's touring bands or the occasional gig we do ourselves, you know. So maybe it's a product of us not knowing what's out there a little bit. Mm not mm. being in touch with the scene anymore. And yeah, pretty crazy to say that coming from, you know, at least going to one show a week for years and then now just being in this weird place, yeah, where we don't really do it that much anymore. Strange. Mm. Just like the rest of the people in Perth pretty much. I guess so, yeah. Same <laughs> deal. <laughs> nah. I don't know. I, I love giving shit to the crowds for not turning up, but then I also love not going to gigs. So it's yeah. quite hypocritical. Speaking of not going to gigs, you're going to Slayfest this weekend in Perth? I Yeah, definitely am. Forgot yeah, about what? it and was reminded this morning. Yee, obviously. Mm. Yeah, I will definitely will be going. Yeah, The timing is awkward because I'm off the beer. But uh, yeah, I'll be getting really trashed and going to the <laughs> gig. Uh, and it's like an all-day thing to stage here at Amps or whatever. Uh, pretty good lineup, really. Oh, it's quite a few bands that I want to see. Shit. Well, I don't know what time it starts. No, nah, it's not all day. It's not all day. Oh, okay. I'm going to go out on a whim here and say it's like 6 or 7 p.m. start, but actually I don't know. No, nah, it's got to be earlier. Is it a two-stage thing? Yeah. 
Yeah, it'd have to be like four or something, right? I'll have to look mm. that up. Yeah, I'm not... Um, yeah, timing's awkward just f- because of life. Um, mm. But yeah, down to see, you know, a couple of my mates playing some bands I haven't seen them playing for a while, namely mm-hmm. one Owen Tommy Thomas, who's coming up from Bremer Bay and also coming to... Per- no, nah, fuck that one. Um, he's going to be playing in Discord, who band I used to play in, so it'd be good to see those guys... And also Choke with Dyson from our band. And yeah, a few cool bands, man. I haven't seen Sorocoptic for years, so that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm keen on Toe to Toe. Does that make me a nerd? Not at all. Mm. What is Toe to Toe? Hardcore, like 90s. Oh, they used to be a band? Sort of stuff. Yeah. Never heard of them, eh? And then I think they broke up. A while ago, and they got back together maybe toe to toe. Two, two years ago. Toe to so. <laughs> a toe to so. Uh, and a Bremelin should be pretty cool. Yeah, I've actually never seen a Bremelin, so that'll be good. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, a bunch of old school Perth things should be real interesting. Yeah. Should we, being oh, that we're both going to be there, and we'll probably have a mobile dude. phone. Oh, there you go, six. Yeah. Do we li- live podge throughout the night? Oh, f- oh, I don't know, man. It's in a venue, so it might be pretty brutally hard to do so. Although, unless we did it in the... Nah, fuck it. I can't commit to that. I don't. Maybe. I mean, just if you happen to stumble across uh, Smitty or something, you whip yeah. out the phone and give him shit, record could it, well put it on it. air, and then we give him shit on air. Yeah, I guess. Poorly controls, people like that. I'm just thinking, like, logistically, three stages. That means the outdoor stage at Amps, indoor stage at Amps, and the capital... Oh. Stage, so I don't really see between Chaos. Like how it's not going to be noisy everywhere, you know. Forget about it, yeah, maybe. But I'll, I do like your idea, despite shooting mm. it right down. Speaking of hating our listeners, um, <laughs> <laughs> Ned he sprays my noodle, not playing super coach this year, not good. Why? I'm pretty excited for AFL season to start saying, Oh, because he's into his AFL fantasy, the shitty, um. Oh, it's a different... Less superior Dream Team scoring system. Oh, okay. Um, Nah, I'm just dirty. Are you playing both, though? Um, Yeah, I play several. Yeah, of course you do. I pretty much only take Supercoach kind of seriously, and the other ones I just wing it. You know, Cabot, that makes you a nerd as well. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to talking about it on the podcast every week. Yeah. My league that Ned won't know anything about. Yeah, did you um did you sub in Dangerfield for uh, Pendlebury this week? <laughs> Fucking nerd. I subbed in uh, <laughs> uh, Tim Stelter for Ashley Large on the drums. Yeah, yeah, good call. What else have you been doing, music-wise? Um, uh, writing songs with um, our new bass player yeah. or something like that? Yeah, he... Um, I don't know. We, obviously, we would have spoken about it on tour, but I do not remember something about a band. And then, yeah, he at some point messaged me after the tour, we should do a band. I said, yeah, sounds good, as I always do. Mm. And yeah, it wasn't more than a couple of days that a riff just popped up in a message and <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay, it sounds pretty cool. Did a demo based on the, it was kind of like a lead he sent. Just put some chords under it, sent it back. He goes, that's cool. And then something else popped up. Another little riff, bit of a chord progression, and um, yeah, I essentially just listened to it, played on 
this chord progression and the style we talked about doing, I kind of expanded on it. And yeah, next thing I know, about three or four minutes of, of a song that for all intents and purposes could be pretty close to done in just instrumentally with a couple of repeating parts and stuff. So yeah, fucking that was just out of nowhere. And considering I had <laughs> all but given up on life, let alone music, um, yeah, pretty interesting to just spend a couple of days just toying on the guitar. Yeah, it was qu- kind of nice. So pff, fuck knows what will happen with that. That's good. I had a sneaky little listen. Don't tell Roy, but <laughs> yeah, it sounded uh, sounded pretty cool. It sounded like pretty much someone that was about to kill themselves and then wrote a song and there's a slight amount of hope in it. Yeah. I could hear the hope. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it sounded cool. Yeah. Could be the band name actually. Yeah. I, th- I mean, man, yeah, he's been sending through some stuff about, oh, nice asshole. <laughs> he's been sending through <laughs> some like themes and stuff like that and just having a chat. I don't know. It's obviously just doing something a little bit different and unrelated to other music that I'm doing, which is cool. It's good. So, yeah. Have but you been doing other music or just not? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've still got that shit that I recorded last year on behalf of Jesse and then the stuff I did myself to complete. And then this thing with Razor Roy. And I've always talked to Owen about doing some stuff and blah, blah. So there's a bit of a list of stuff I want to get through, but Look, man, I'd be pretty happy if I just did, let's say, two to four songs with each person just as like a, okay, that's what I did in 2017, 2018 mm. and then did a Claim of Throne album in fucking, I don't know, late 2018 or something. You know, like just continually sort of just achieve things would be pretty mm-hmm. nice. And then there's awesome. that, actually that thing that you sent me, a whole fucking album of stuff. Of thrash stuff that you want to do. See, that's just fallen off the perch as well, but it's pretty much done. But then I just, I don't know, and that, and then also the um, Band Tools podcast has slowed down a lot. It's just so much stuff going on, hard to find time for everything. And, you know, you can really only like focus on one thing at a time fully. Uh, and then trying to do some acoustic stuff as well a bit lately. Oh, that's right. It's all crazy. Um, but turned, whatever, what's the rush, you know? You, good. Yeah, I've turned over a new leaf since sort of prepping for, you know, we had that Winter Sun tour just come out of nowhere and also arrive. And then it was Christmas prepping for this tour, national tour, and also I was moving house. So I packed up the old studio, packed up all the guitars and shit, and it, you know, it used to stress me out if I went two days without doing anything or without doing any music. And um, <laughs> you're out of control. I can't stop or, or <laughs> keep myself from talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, that kind of gave me a bit of a relaxed attitude about the whole thing. And it's like, look, the shit's going to get done. Fuck, we yeah. had our album on the shelf for 18 months or a year or whatever the hell it was. So, like, man, you've done the hard bit, you've written your songs. So, yeah, okay, you're choosing not to focus on that now and you want to do some acoustic stuff, but when you second you get sick of that, rather than just like, you know how we always beat a dead horse a little bit for like a month and then get sick of it and then revive it later? Well, just fucking cut the cord early. 
and go, no, nah, fuck it. I can't be fucked doing that at the moment. And then, you know, next time you're bored, go, that's right. Now I'm juiced up and also excited to do the, the thrash stuff again. Let's get it recorded, you know, and yeah, it, it'll all happen, point, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The only thing you do have to worry about is like something like this, for instance, we're a couple of days late releasing this podge. And yeah, band tools you were hoping to pretty much do weekly. They're the real things that I find I get a bit um, antsy about. But the other stuff, man, it's just life, eh? Just, yeah. just fit it in where you can. And if it's pissing you off, don't do it. <clears throat> I feel like I got all the fun stuff out of the way with that thrash stuff because now I wanted to like guitar pro it all and have all the lyrics written and sort of have it all ready to go. And then when I start actually recording it properly or if I decided to find band members or whatever, all that's already done. Mm, yep, yep. So I think I'm a bit less enthusiastic about logging on to Guitar Pro and all that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. Possibly. A theory. I, th- I thought about that with the Roy stuff, right? Like, oh yeah, I should really Guitar Pro this and get ahead of the game early. But then I also thought, for one, this particular song isn't even done but for two like that is going to bore the living crap out of me and it's going to take me probably as long as i worked on the song to tab it at this point maybe just like get the whole thing done first and then decide whether you can be fucked with the band because the recording itself is going to you know burn you out on the project a bit so yeah maybe maybe it's better to just actually finish that than do all this administrative shit, mm-hmm. you know, sort of chicken or the horse, you know. So maybe I should just sink my teeth straight into recording, hey. Absolutely. Even just like, just guitar and then deal with lyrics and whatever after that. For sure, man. Great idea. Yeah. You reckon in I can set that up over in my room or should I? 104,000%. We did the vocals in the very room next door. Yeah, where so, John Ryan spat honey into a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> the very same. But like your guitars, you could just... Actually, that reminds me, um, something I've got coming up and also am doing <laughs> is a nine-foot super soldier. Oh, yeah, Got yeah. an unannounced um, EP that they're going to be <laughs> recording. Sorry, Paulie. But um, lucky it's only your band members that listen to this podcast. Anyway, so... <laughs> next weekend so this weekend week if that's a, a saying uh yeah i'm going to go in and track drew play drums and then reamp some di tracks that paulie's done and then at some point i don't know week or two couple of weeks later um get smitty to do some vocals maybe around paulie's or something and yeah he's recorded all his di guitar tracks at home i can't even remember what interface he's got you just need a lead and just plug the sucker into your focus right and you could just we, one day we're go talking yeah. control here right yeah that gives me an idea and also a fresh thing to think about <laughs> do you remember years ago that sucker was um bragging so much about how good he is at guitar pro oh tabbing yeah. songs i should pay him to tab all my songs for me he actually um likes the haunted made me do it i should ask him if he wants to be in the band yeah, there you go, straight up. Live on air. <laughs> yeah, but that's actually a good um, band tool episode as well, getting Paulie to talk about Guitar Pro. Isn't it? Yeah, you ever thought of that? Of course oh, you have. 
I haven't. No, that's probably the best idea I've ever heard of. Mm, real good because that's hard man. enough getting him onto the fucking claim the throne podcast though. After a hundred episodes of asking, yeah, that's true. Mm. Although, man, um, we'll have some shit to talk about when he's done this nine foot thing. Mm. As if we already didn't have fucking tons of shit to talk about. But yeah, mm. Mm. funny stuff. Yeah, and the other thing about that too is that I'm not really equipped with a full drum mic setup, but then when I went through my rig in the last couple of days and also my equipment, I realized that <laughs> I do have enough stuff to do a, a full kit. And yeah. actually, I did. I bought a microphone today, would you believe? Um, got a <laughs> I second... I wouldn't actually. It's been a while. Yeah, got a second condenser mic to match my other cheap one that was Sick. recommended to me by... Al Smith, if you're listening, I just bought another NT1 as a cheap sort of stereo overhead pair. So, yeah, like, fuck, I've got all the stuff and this is a great little test run to see the kind of shit I can do on a real budget. So, yeah, man, I'd be super keen to get some drums down Mm. for your shit whenever you're ready. Cool. You think you're up for it? Someone who doesn't practice ever? Fuck, it, it is fast stuff. Yeah, so that's, I mean... That's another thing, man. If you told me that you wanted me to drum on that, that would give me something to get an erection about. And I want also, you to drum on that. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right, sure. That's fast stuff, eh? Pretty fast. I mean, I don't, I don't really know, because I don't do drums really. I, I know how I like it to sound, but I don't appreciate yeah. how difficult things are to actually play. And because I, you know, watch so many death metal bands and shit live over the years you see all these band drummers just like blasting their dicks off and sort of take it for granted perhaps mm. um so then when i'm gone chucking in Stephen slates on the demos they're just out of control so i'm open to um to ideas and alternatives from actual drummers perspectives as well yeah yeah you do the thing where you crank on like um you're essentially playing at 130 beats a minute but you'll make the drum beat at 260 <laughs> yeah so like you're just chugging away just doing yeah. pull-offs and hammer-ons and also having a holiday guitar. yeah yeah and then you're like here's a fucking blast beat ash from mm. claim of throne like oh thanks mate mm. glad i can play james brown <laughs> <laughs> what about you any other fucking weird what? shit you've been doing um oh, man still heaps of grant related activities heavyweight it's grant. really starting to destroy my soul to be honest um, oh, actually, to a tip of the week, um, if anyone out there does do grant applications, especially the WA ones, are really quite strict on um, support material. So you're not allowed to just like, obviously you need to make your band look really good, like you need to be able to get given money to do things. But yeah, like they don't want you to submit every single possible piece of support material that you can ever find. And if you submit something wrong, that's not in what they ask you to send in your application is automatically ineligible so that's yeah, a good had, way for them eh? I probably yeah but well i don't know same they've got money to get rid of mm. but don't know anyway so i've had my second one knocked back today before they even mark it or grade it they just kick it back to you and it's like after a few days of submitting it and say you've done this wrong hmm. um yeah, anyway. But then, yeah, still doing the acquittal from our last big project too, uh, which reminds me to 
talk about how cool it is having websites again because you can provide information that they ask for via website format and have like private pages on your website. Um, so like, for example, our album, I can put like embed the YouTube music videos onto a page and the album artwork and the Bandcamp streaming and links to all the reviews and stuff. And then you can have another page for the tour and have like all your f- flight receipts and your van receipts and petrol receipts and uh, all the interview links and shit that we did over the few months and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, real handy having a website available for shit like that. Mm. Yeah, that stuff's always impressed me, your mm. use of technology and your listening to the Band Tools podcast. Mm. Uh, the end, yeah. But I have been playing guitar a fair bit too, trying to get my head across and also understand <laughs> the um <laughs> the songs from our latest album that I haven't really oh. learnt properly yet. Yeah. In case we do decide to do um, play the whole album live when we get to jam, I'd like to be able to know how to play them all. Yeah. Uh, so I've been working on that a bit. Uh, I'm just enjoying my new guitar and amp still, to be honest. Really cranks. Uh, one thing I'm noticing with the my new head, though, the EVH5150 Mini 3, <laughs> does a little bit of the thing that my old 5150 used to do as well. What well, sound like, awesome? <laughs> it sounds bullshit awesome, but like, if you're on... Uh, crunchy distortion channel right and then you stop playing for a second it just the amp sort of buzzes or crackles a little bit has a bit of a hiss noise I don't know if that's a tube thing or what oh, it goes I haven't even googled yet but that's just what an just, amp does uh, this yeah. is hilarious because I said to you like yeah so of course you're going to want a noise gate for the tour and you're like noise gate fuck <laughs> off like, well how do you think every guitarist in the world has a, no feedback, and B, no noise on stage. Mm. Whereas you're like, pedals, too hard. Yeah. I could understand a noise gate now that I don't crank my gain up to 150% like I used to. Because mm-hmm. now I probably have room to boost the gain a little bit more if the noise suppressor does drop it. But oh, still, yeah. extra pedals on stage a nightmare. Yeah, I, I did say to you though, and we were probably drunk, so I'll refresh your memories. Mm. There's that um, fuck Rocktron. I used to have a Rocktron Hush rack, and that thing's pretty cool. Anyway, they brought out this, that's called a Super C. Oh my God, worst start to a conversation. <laughs> now they have a Super C pedal, right? And you can use it in two ways. I think there's one that's just a straight up one. And there's one that's actually a dual circuit. Um, but man, you could sit it on your amp because you don't use okay. boost pedals and you don't use any of that shit. You could sit on your amp, use a patch lead and just run from your effects loop, the output of your effects loop, input of the noise gate, output of the noise gate, in, um, return of your effects loop. And then you just never have to touch it. Yeah, That's it. Unless you're having to crank the noise gate so much that when you play like, clean tone chords and have ring outs or maybe a sustain on a solo that it it'll it'll cut it too early you know Mm -hmm. so if you're not going to town and you just slightly reduce that hiss to a level that you're happy with yeah um it might work out that you don't have to actually touch it on stage and you can just Mm. plug the sucker in off stage before you 
come up to the yeah. front <laughs> and get on stage. Yeah, they're pretty cheap though. I think they do a mini version of that too, if that mm-hmm. makes any difference at all. Pretty reputable. I'm, I'm pretty excited to use, because I ordered it off Thoman. Mm-hmm. It came with the uh, European kettle cord. Oh, yeah. Which, which I've still got sitting oh, yeah. in front of me now, which I'm excited to use on a European tour. Mm-hmm. <sighs> They're little things in life. Yeah, often the best. Mm. No, that's that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I do know what you mean. I fucking hate having to do electronic stuff when I play an acoustic instrument on stage. It's th- the worst. And yeah, with an amp, that was the beauty of the Kemper is that you could... There's just a noise gate knob and you would turn it up. Yeah. That yeah. was it. Um, but hey, yeah, I'll have a play around. See what we can sort out. It's not even that bad anyway. It's just yeah. something that is getting me worried because I just remember that the same thing happening on the uh, last PV. Yeah, that's pretty common with any amp in general, let alone mm-hmm. when you're running it at high gain. That'll just happen. Yeah. But I think those little amps do tend to have a little bit more hiss going on i yeah. don't really know why maybe it's because they're trying to do a lot of preamp gain or something yep um yeah but man common yep cool anything else not album really of the week um i don't have an album of the week i've been listening to like i always do summoning oathbound fuck that's good <laughs> um yeah, right. also a bit of fucking hell what's it called no, nah, lost it. I was listening to some other shit. Um, mm. Yeah, just a variety of my regular go-tos. I actually haven't been listening to tons of music lately because I've been yep. writing music and playing it a mm. lot. So maybe that's my album of the week. What about you? Uh, Fire Spawn. <laughs> I was listening to some bands that did acoustic albums like Skyforger and Fintroll and Hangai and weird shit, mm-hmm. um, which I was enjoying for a couple of days, but then it led me on a Fintroll wormhole. So I've been listening to a fair bit of Fintroll, strangely enough, and I haven't really listened to their early stuff in yonks, like years. And, uh, and I forgot how pretty cool and groundbreaking they probably were back at the time. Um, like they had a couple of albums in the middle there that were quite, you know, upbeat and catchy and whatever, poppy sounding. But their first couple were pretty, um, pretty cool. Uh, a bit darker sounding with that weird folk metal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last couple are a bit more black metal mixed with the folk stuff too, in a way. Uh, so recommend me what's an early fin I haven't you know I'll go uh, my yeah. album of the week as Jackton's Tid yeah okay. however you say that I was hoping you'd cool. say something else uh, I can do yeah whichever one I can't even say all their album titles I would say the only one which I wouldn't recommend to you would be um, that one with Trollhammer and on it oh yeah whatever that's called uh, and maybe one other one after that as well um which could arguably be their best album, but it's definitely not the heaviest and definitely the most upbeat and shit that you would definitely hate. Yeah. See, that's um, the thing. There so was always Moon Sorrow to me. Like, yeah, of course, of course. So I was like, uh, I gravitate more towards that. I will just leave them in the dust. But I did listen to a lot of How Do You Say That. It's probably yeah. one of the first folk metal albums I ever listened to back in my 
early days. Well, they, what's his name? Henry Savalli is involved in both Fintroll and Moonsorrow, which is why they have a very similar sound in certain parts. Mm. So I guess Fintroll, especially early Fintroll, is sort of like, uh, I don't know, just a fast and more fun version of Moonsorrow, perhaps. If you don't have 30 minutes to listen to a song, yeah, you can just chuck on a three-minute song and get a slightly watered-down vibe with some yeah. energy. Sometimes I do get tricked. And also impressed because it's like, oh shit, I never remember Moonsorrow having this blast beat or something like, mm-hmm. you know, some super cool section. And then it kicks into fucking mouth harps and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, still, yeah, man, still cool band. I'll, I will check that shit out. Yeah. One of the few that, I don't know, got really popular but weren't too corny, I guess, because... Um, I mean, I like all the stuff, but even like your Aelstorms and your Tour Assassin, Corpaclanis and shit, like they were sort of, were getting really sort of corny and whatever for a little while. Um, but I think Fintroll always sounded pretty authentic to me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, sure. whatever. Who gives a fuck? Oh yeah. I do know that album. Nat Fod or Fod yeah, or so. some shit. So skip that one. Yeah, I know that one. But yeah, that um, Yatkins Tid, I did give that a bit of a spin a lot of times back in the day. So yeah, maybe I'll revive mm. that. And Mad Natten's Vind and whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's, utters. A, that's a good one too. That's definitely a bit more uh, dirty, grim sounding. Yeah, I'll give that another whirl. Cool. I like yeah. it when you say things that I wouldn't necessarily go and chuck on straight away. <laughs> doesn't mean that you'll actually like it no it never does but um just joking mate (laughs) (laughs) i've had like a pretty low strike rate with you hey like the managam one has really taken off um summoning you had a lot to do but then i try to keep finding the next managam thing for you and it doesn't quite get there (laughs) give yourself some credit let's if you did my top five bands of all time We'd, we'd go through Ahab, which was you mm. told me about. Where um, the hell did we hear about Ahab? I don't know. We, you did. And I was mm. living with you and you came home and brought home some <laughs> Ahab the giant. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck are you listening to? And then it just, I got hooked. Mm. Random. But, but yeah, between that, Managam and um summoning agalock summoning yeah agalock to a degree that was one that was like a big miss for me until that mm. i don't know at some point it just clicked they were a miss with me for a while too tia as well you you always crapping on about tia yeah and i still do took me Strangely, a while yeah so you've had a lot of hits that were quite impactful but yeah i think the day-to-day mm. listening that you do is not always lining up with me mostly because mm. I guess that's where we cross over. Like your mm. background music is stuff that I would throw myself off a bridge listening to. <laughs> Power metal, for example. Just kidding, Stu. Uh, one <laughs> thing, one good thing about this podcast, at least, is that we haven't talked about Judas Priest, Bruce Dickinson, or Manowar, <laughs> which I'm sure the listeners will not know what to message me about now. I said to you the other day, I always know when you actually release an episode because I'll get a message from one of these power metal freaks explaining to me, like, yeah, the best Judas Priest album and why I don't like it or, like, 
finding good Iron Maiden that I might like or explaining the concept of Manowar. It's so um, funny. Which I love. Don't get me wrong. I'm just being a dick, but it's awesome. Yeah, whenever we're on tour or doing something, I remember even being in Sweden at that metal bar. Some guy just put on 70s and 80s prog rock and I guess early power metal and stuff or whatever, new wave of British heavy metal. And I'm just loving it. And in the car, especially when Ray's DJing, I'm just like, this is fucking awesome. But then I go home and I just try and bring it back and it's just doesn't work for me unless I'm with a bunch of people and having fun. Yeah, yeah, I get that for sure. Um, and probably because I live with someone who loves that shit as well. So it just the sharing the vibe helps bring it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I certainly never complain about your selection of music when we're at your house having drinks and you're DJing. Like I always enjoy myself. But yeah, it's when I'm alone, I just want to, you know, roll up the noose and oh. yeah, <laughs> listen yeah. to some fucking whatever it is. Yeah. Something with tons of reverb and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit a brick. All right. The end? Yep, the end. Cool. So what cool. do we play then? Something off Introl? Yeah, go that album and like track three maybe. Track three. Pretty cool. Interesting. I wonder what the hell that is. Or oh, which I album? Yeah, any of shit. Yeah, or whatever. Or oh, track I'll do one it. off that other one. No, I'll do that one. Oh, well, the English title of track three is Battle at Blood River. Battle at Blood River. Oh. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool, man. All right, well... um. Thanks for the fucking cider on cock. Yeah, no worries. Until next time, I guess I'll probably see you on Saturday. Oh, yeah, definitely. Probably not before. Uh, And that'll be fun. And we'll have to be less tardy next week. And maybe if you're alive. How about this? We meet up before the gig on Saturday and do a podge. Not a a bad idea. Pour cider on cock, (laughs) Gabba. Yeah, either that or a wrap-up show the next day with you just being so pathetically oh, over yeah. pissing your pants. <laughs> Talking about that pathetic thing that I call a cock. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Oh, by the way, we're on uh, Stitcher now, thanks to uh, Darren from Western Front who suggested that. After this episode and the amount of disgusting slang we've been using, we may not be on Stitcher anymore. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, if anyone's sick of using their standard podcast apps like me, give it a shot. Bye.